I grew up amongst the mountains. Mount Rainier, which has been known as Tacoma for thousands of years, the tallest peak in the North Cascades, loomed over my childhood. On days it was clear enough, it dominated the horizon. At 14,000 feet, it demands attention, a gasp, a reminder of permanence, power, and grace. Mount Baker, or Komopulshan, held court over our lives in Skagit Valley, a more demure 10,000 square, 10,000 feet. There's nothing 10,000 feet in Texas, but it seems smaller compared to Mount Rainier, um, but gorgeous and ancient in their own right. Knowing they are still holding firm in their space, it emboldens my faith. After growing up in a place that was so cloudy that most days you didn't get to see them anyway, I remember they are there, standing. Growing up in the Cascades and with the Olympics just a short drive away, I have had many literal mountaintop experiences. And there's something so holy about being atop a peak. The literal and figurative perspective is broadening. Today, Transfiguration Sunday, is the Sunday that we tell the story about Jesus going on a hike with a few of his friends and glowing on the top of a mountain with rock stars of the faith, Moses and Elijah. I love the idea that he maybe had some bioluminescence critter critters with him. What a beautiful retelling of the story in that in that um, children's book. But it was a dramatic scene, made more dramatic by the visitation of the dead patriarchs, and a lot gets made of this moment. It's easy for us as modern Christians to get caught in the weeds of the fact that he was glowing and there were ghosts. It just seems too implausible for 2023. We end up being confused and perplexed and sort of put it in our minds in this box of something that only could happen in the scriptures only could happen in the time of Jesus, but not now. But what happened at the top of the mountain that day was not some weird miracle or parlor trick. It was a revelation. It was a space where the truth about Jesus was revealed in a powerful way. Mountaintops and scriptures and beyond represent a place of new perspective, a place where one can see clearly because of the difficult path and the hard work that it took to get there, a particular vista that is more expansive of what really is, a complete picture. For Jesus, at the Transfiguration, it was a vision of him in all of his glory, in all of his power, in all of his glow. It was a vision of him as what God made him to be and what he truly was, Messiah. It was a promise of how God would replace the old world with the new, a vision of what was to come, of what was possible, of what was already here. The transfiguration is not magic. It is a revealing, a complete vista. There are times in our lives where we have transfigurations, moments where our true nature and calls are revealed. Remember, Jesus' embodiment of humanity was not only to draw close to us, but also to remind us of what we are capable of in God's power. I get the distinct honor of being your pastor, and that means that I get to do things like 
go to speak and pray three hours before Marie enters the gates of heaven. And I get to be there when you have incredible joys and victories that you thought would never come. And I get to be there when you're going in your hardest, the hardest thing that you've ever imagined. And I get to hear the stories of your faith. And I love hearing them. You are all such an inspiration. You're amazing humans. This week I was talking to one of you about your story. And um, this person has gone through so much, a major medical ordeal, one that would make most people question the goodness of God. They almost died, and they had to fight their way back from square one, learning to walk, eat, everything, all over again. Most people would look at this trial and shake their fist at God in rage or just say, God doesn't exist, that's not possible. But this person told me this week, it saved my life. But almost killed them saved their lives. It was a transfiguration moment. This person had been living in a way that was not who they were meant to be. They were numb. They were disordered. Disordered. But that crisis, as terrible and painful and hard as it was, showed them how to live. And they took it. This person is incredibly courageous and brave and walked right into that healing. Gave them a second chance. Transfiguration. There are transfiguring moments in each of our lives that reveal who we truly are. Some are happy things. I like those the best. <laughs> Some are not. Suffering is the very best teacher, and it tends to reveal us to our core. But these transfiguring moments, whether they are joyful or suffering or come through hardship or spiritual revelation or anything else, just simply reveal what is already in us. For Jesus, this transfiguring moment came just as he was about to walk into Jerusalem and experience the crucifixion. He knew what was coming, and as he ascended that mountain, he probably was doing so with a heavy heart. And when he got to that space and was filled with the power of God, he was revealed for who he really was, already victorious, connected from heaven to earth and back again. Transfiguring moments don't just happen for people, they also happen for places and churches. For us, we are transfigured every Monday morning with the poor, hungry, and hurting to call this place a safe harbor. This week, as I was walking to my car to go over to Maureen's house for the last time when she was alive, I caught a snippet of a conversation between one of the street outreach workers from Corazon and Climate. The outreach worker was saying, I'm not one of those people who says they're going to help you and then they don't. I am telling you the truth. I am not going to leave you. Just in our parking lot, healing. I could have wept. I looked at that man in the eye that the outreach worker was talking to and I smiled as large as I could with my tears in my eyes, 
hoping that he would know that it's true. That as often as he has been told platitudes, this was not that. There is hope. Transfiguration. Transfigurations are not always welcomed with open arms. If you remember, as we read the gospel earlier today, Peter, James, and John were amazed, but they were real rattled. Jesus had to actually help pick them up off the ground, saying, get up, do not be afraid. When we see others transfigured, when we ourselves are transfigured, when we're reminded how Jesus was, it can be scary. We're used to flying under the radar. Most of us don't want to glow like that and call that kind of attention. What could it mean to lean into the transformation that will save our lives? This week, we have Ash Wednesday. We're entering into Lent. Excellent time to grapple with these kinds of questions, y'all. It's locked and loaded. Who will you be transfigured to be? If you could see yourself how God sees you and shine into the fullness of that light, it would be a better view even than from a mountaintop. You, transfigured, full of grace. Amen. Let's stand together and sing, Love Divine, All Loves Accept.